Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. 
Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings Radio right here on The Fringe FM. Our website is www.thesecretteachings.info. You can go to the website, check out our full show archive, find our top news stories there, all of our shows for the upcoming week. You'll notice it hasn't been updated because The Secret Teachings is on the road today, Monday, May 10th, 2021. Broadcasting this evening from Rachel, Nevada. I'm sure most of you know about Rachel, Nevada. You know about Area 51, S4 and S2, the whole Bob Lazar story. I'm also here tonight with my good friend and my fiance, Hope, who has never been to Rachel, Nevada, and she's here tonight with me. How do you like it out here? It's cool. It's definitely in the middle of nowhere. It's in the middle of the middle of nowhere. You told me about it and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, like I can kind of visualize where it's at, but this is way more desolate than what I was expecting. I, I thought it was like 90 minutes north of Vegas and I think it's like we, we took two and a half hours or something to get out here. I mean, I drive pretty slow, but forever to get anywhere. It does take us forever to get anywhere. Your mic cut out there for a second. You said that that's because it takes us. Yeah, I said that's just because it takes us forever to get anywhere. That's just how we operate. We're, we're a pretty slow couple when we travel. We're just kind of taking it all in. Right. Like when we left, we left Vegas the other day and I was like, oh, I'll be, I'll be surprised if we make it out there by three. Cause you're like, it's only a two and a half hour drive or whatever. I think it was 6.30 no, by the we time got here. we got here. By the time we got in our room, it was 6.30. <laughs> I think we pulled into the place. It was like 5 something, a little after 5, close to 6. But granted, we, <laughs> did, we did stop for lunch. We stopped for lunch. We stopped for the grocery store. I get scared that I'm not going to have food in the desert. So I go into like this, this uh, like a squirrel hoarding nuts or something. That, seriously. That's what it's like. I do. I do. I want to make sure I have food. I want to make sure I've topped that. Every time I saw a gas station, I was topping it off. I think it's trauma. The first time I drove out here, I drove Highway 375, the alien extraterrestrial highway, and I almost got to, I think it's the 6, which is on the northern part of Rachel, Nevada. I think I got scared about two or three miles from that road, and my GPS was like, turn right, turn left, and there's just dirt roads into mountains. I got scared, and I turned around and came back to Rachel the first time. And I ended up staying staying here that night. I don't know when that was, like 2015 or something. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, I was scared, and I was like, I'm almost out of gas. Now you're you're seasoned. Now I'm a for- seasoned professional. Yes, <laughs> it's correct. I'm a seasoned professional. There's a lot of a uh, lot of people that have come out here over the years. A lot of famous people. They have the uh, the pictures hanging up inside the little alien, and uh, people have their autographs and. My friend Brad just came out here. Brad Olson just came out here a few weeks ago. Um, I don't like to tell people who I am, so I don't want my picture up on some wall. I like to be incognito. And uh, I was thinking when we drove out here, we saw 
Because if you've ever been to Rachel, Nevada, you'll see that before you get onto the highway that takes you out here, famous highway, they film movies out here, the X-Files out here, all kinds of stuff. There's a famous, uh, famous paintings and pictures, um, you know, of the mountains and the road. We took a picture on the road with the mountains in the background. Uh, it's on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. And uh, if you if you have ever been out here, you'll know, like Hope said, it's in the middle of absolutely nowhere. And before you get on the highway, there's a bunch of like alien jerky shops and alien t-shirts. And I think you can get alien tequila and little alien heads. I know you're not a tequila yeah, person. Yeah, no, they had, um, they had tequila. You saw the, the tequila? In, yeah, in the little shop or, or by the bar. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people that live out here, they make, I know Rachel does, they make their, their money and their living off of the lore of Area 51. They make their money off of the souvenirs and the, they've got like alien beer and alien wine and stuff that they, I think, I don't know if they private label it or how they do it, but they make their money off of all of that. And uh, over the years, uh, back in the old Art Bell days, we've been listening to some Art Bell while we've been driving. Uh, this place was probably put on the map by that kind of radio and the story of Bob Lazar and other people. And then, you know, back in 2018, it was long before I met you, uh, it was a sad time. <laughs> no, it wasn't too much of a sad time, but I was living in Arizona. I was living in Tucson. And I remember uh, the whole thing with Art Bell and then that woman, Heather Wade, uh, who came on to take over for Art Bell, who she actually came onto a radio network that I was on called L&M before I came onto The Fringe. And I don't know if I've even shared this whole backstory with you, but she came on to the L&M network and they were so excited to get her that despite the fact that I was there for five years, they like bumped my spot. And then when, and I told them that she's just going to quit and then come back and quit and come back like she always does. Um, and there's going to be a lot of drama around the situation with her. And so that's what happened. And then they asked for me to come back into that slot and I gave them a big middle finger and then when they did finally come to me and beg me to come back on that spot and I didn't even agree to it and they started promoting it, then she got upset and it was this big dramatic thing that shouldn't have been anything but, you know, a conversation and let's f- figure out what's best for all the radio shows. That turned into some big thing on all the Art Bell forums. And it was around that time that Heather Wade, and I'm pretty sure it was, you know, upon the recommendation of Art Bell, they recommended that we have like some, she talked about it on radio, we have some like Storm Area 51 event. Now, I know that you are not really from this niche community that I'm from. You've always been, I don't want to speak for you, but you've always been interested in conspiracies and things like that, right? Yeah, I have, but I've never been involved in radio. And I honestly had no idea that there was so much drama, There's a lot of drama. between everybody in this industry. There's too much drama. It's unnecessary drama. I've, I'll, I'll admit that I've created a lot of drama, but it's just because I've asked people questions that they don't like to, to be asked, I guess. An instigator? I am an instigator. We had lunch with Karen Dolman. Or it was like, like, a, a, it was like a, dinner. It was like a dinner. We had dinner with Karen Dolman in Arizona, and uh, she was bringing up stuff I forgot that I did. <laughs> <laughs> she said I was, she's like, I'm egging, I'm always egging you on. I want you to create, you know, scenes but it's like it's it's a healthy scene i'm creating healthy scenes i'm asking people questions they don't healthy want to be conversation asked. and debate and 
getting yeah. people to talk about things they don't want to talk about. Exactly. Whether it was the situation with Emory Smith and David Wilcock and all those frauds, I'll call them frauds, or it's the Laura, Laura Eisenhower, whose real name isn't Eisenhower. She changed her name. I think Karen even, I forgot mm-hmm. about that. She said it's, there's still crap like that on the internet. I forgot that Mike D and I here on The Secret Teachings started that whole thing. And then they had angry people calling into the, the show when we took call-ins and they were mad about it. So anyway, the point is, back in 2018, they started this whole Storm Area 51 thing. Now, for the people who live out here, based on the stuff that I've seen, the stuff they're selling, like they embraced it because they probably made a lot of money. Right. But uh, for you not having been been from this industry, if you will, and you, but you having an interest in conspiracies and all that, you knew about the Storming Area 51 thing for different reasons. Yeah, no, it was pretty well known, especially in like the scene that I was in. I used to be in like the festival scene and like the rave scene kind of deal. And that definitely spilled over just because people are wacky and into that kind of stuff, especially with like the new age community spilling over into that. It's just like this melting pot for conspiracy, alien drugs and music and everything. So, so I got, I got in trouble. Um, I say that, you know, not literally figuratively, I kind of got in trouble by some, some listeners and some other people that are in the radio industry because when the whole area 51 storming, thing began. That's when the drama was going on with Heather Wade and Art Bell and the L&M radio network. And then I was coming over onto the fringe at that point with Joe, Joe Roop. And at that time I had said, I don't, well, why would you, you can't storm a military base. Okay. This is a stupid publicity stunt. And people in the UFO community didn't like that. It's not a publicity stunt. They said they're going to Remember how they were going to storm Area 51? They're going to put their heads down and their arms behind their back. The Naruto run. The Naruto run. Yeah, and I think I said on radio, I said the only hand behind your back is the hand that's going to be handcuffed and your head's going to be put down into a squad car when you try to cross the line into the military base. Plus, even if you cross the line, it's like 45 additional miles into the heart of the desert to get to the main gate of the base. Mm -hmm. And what do you think you're going to do? You're going to run in there and you're going to be like, give me the, the documents, give me the alien DNA, and they're just going to be like, sure, we know who you are. And they're just going to hand it all over. I said, I bet 99% of the people who work there don't even know anything about the history of Roswell. They know it maybe from TV shows. Most of the people that work there are on a need-to-know basis. There's military people, private contractors, people that work in security, people that work in all kinds of different areas. What do you mean you're going to storm Area 51? So that was my take on it. And then my conclusion to it before I stopped talking about it was what's going to happen is it's going to turn into a desert rave party with a bunch of acid and drugs. And lo and behold, that's basically what it turned into from the people I know who attended it or who knew people who attended it. It was a desert rave, which is basically what you experienced in your scene is it was just a lot of people that wanted to take yeah, drugs. Yeah, it was and- a lot of just talk and I think a lot of hype about being out here and oh the mystery of it and yeah like it was just a lot of big talk and obviously it was just going to turn into a desert rave and it (laughs) it spilled over into my scene as I mentioned in one of the festivals that I went to that summer of 2019. We're at? It was in um, Pennsylvania. It was Camp Bisco on Montage Mountain in Pennsylvania and we had a day that was like storm storm area 51 themed out in Pennsylvania. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure it happened at many other festivals. So what is that then? Why it just seems like 
different communities kind of merging together? Is it people that just like they take drugs and they want to speak to things in other dimensions? What exactly is it, do you think, for being from that kind of rave festival community? I think for some people, that's what it is. I mean, with the usage of like psychedelics, particularly DMT growing in popularity and it's more accessible that you can access different realms through that. But I honestly think I, I really just think it's a lot of people just being like, oh, we're we're misfits, we're space cadets, like we're we're the aliens, like I'm not from space Earth. Like, yeah, like it's just it's a weird like They saw an Alex Gray picture and then they wanted to experience the picture. Right, pretty much. <laughs> space cadets, is that what they consider themselves? Yeah, yeah. I think like if you do a lot of like a psychonaut is a term <laughs> a psychonaut. for like people who do psychedelics and they're trying to like ascend okay. to other realms. Now I've heard of space cadet. I've never heard of a psychonaut. Yeah. You never heard of psychonaut? I've never heard of a psychonaut. So they want to ascend to other realms? I guess so, yeah. Just experience the world like through psychedelics. And if you are in that midpoint between like heaven or whatever you believe in, the afterlife, you can find the midpoint. And that's huh. kind of like going into an unknown space. So I guess outer space could be also viewed as that. Yeah, I've noticed that in the the so-called new age communities, I don't know if community is the right word, but for, for what it's worth, the new age communities, they, they have this like obsession with stars and planets and the galaxy. And they like to wear the shirts with like the cats floating through space or something like that. There's been like a weird mixture of that and ufology and so many other like the rave scene and then you know, people that want to storm Area 51 and bring it all together. I've just been confused is the problem. Because like ufology, although it wasn't necessarily a respected field of investigation, there were respectable people, journalists and authors. There were engineers and scientists. And, and I'm not talking about people like Bob Lazar per se. I'm just talking about, you know, researchers like Jim Mars, for example, who wrote Alien Agenda. Jim Mars, a very respected journalist. Uh, won a lot of awards. He was a professor at a college. He was well-known all over the internet and TV and radio. But then that community has turned into people that just like want to put glitter on their body and they want to like glow stick dance in the desert. And I'm confused by that. I don't know if that is, and I want to get your take on this being from the festival scene. I don't know if that's like a natural development or if it's kind of like what the government did in the 1960s when people were protesting the Vietnam war. And so there were these counterintelligence operations to get people to uh, change their and redirect their attention towards drugs and sex and alcohol and rock and roll. So you got the flower power movement and people were more invested in that than they were in protesting the war. And I think it's almost like that now in the 20th, uh, 21st century, it's like, People have gone from being really interested in investigating those things to just turning it in, into a big rave in the desert. And I think that there might be some government conspiracy involved in that. I think it's possible that there are similarities with the flower power movement and just the sense of how many of these kind of events there are and that they're so saturated with like drugs and... Oh, it's bizarre. Kind of, yeah. Um, I do think a lot of like why aliens and ufology have like merged into that community has to do with social media and that it's trendy. That's and that true. They see people doing it and that's just all it is. Like if you go to a festival, everybody is dressed the exact same and everybody's like acting what are the, the spikes? same way. What are the spikes they wear? 
you know, at the festivals. I've seen like festival clothes. They wear like the green triangle spikes. They're not like hard. They're soft, like spikes on their legs or. Oh, I haven't seen seen that. that. No, I haven't. Maybe they're trying to be a dinosaur or something. Maybe they're trying to be a dinosaur. Yeah, like I I, I don't know. But I think that that could have something to do with it. But then you also get into like algorithms on social media. So certain things being shown to the the public and that's the true. crowd. So it could have some sort of government. Well, influence. that's that's a fantastic point. I didn't think about that because on social media, I mean, I've considered and we've talked about and I've documented it on the show and, and in my books, how Facebook has run various forms of social uh, uh, experiments on their users. And they've admitted to that back in 2017 and even before that they were running social experiments to see how people would react to certain stimuli on mm-hmm. Facebook. Like emotionally, like they would show them something yes. to see if that changed how their other internet usage was or their yep. posts, if exactly. they changed to make them sad or happy or whatever. Yep, to see how they'd respond in, in an emotional way. And mm-hmm. so obviously the, 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 the platform Facebook was set up with money from the Central Intelligence Agency. There's no question. There's no doubt about that. And so when you just factor that little bit of information into this question, I feel that, yes, you're, you're definitely right. I think a lot of it comes from social media now, um, which is now a platform to test and experiment with various social um, ideas and ideologies. And I think that's partly why the ufology community, for whatever that means to you, has turned into what it's turned into. Now, don't get me wrong. I love going to conferences uh, when we had them. And I love reading books on ufology and books on aliens and, you know, things that are written in a respectable and professional way. Um, And even once in a while, something about, you know, somebody's story that isn't necessarily 100% documented, it might be interesting. But we've, ufology has turned into something different. And now there's like a hybrid between the drug-infused rave parties of a storm area 51 and the like very professional investigations that are carried out by people like Linda Moulton Howe and others and now you have this mixture in the middle of like Tom DeLong from Blink 182 and you know the I mean, you have the Bigelow guy and Skinwalker Ranch and you've got aerospace companies and you've got the Pentagon's aerial threat identification program and the guy named Louis Elizondo. Now you've got like that in the middle. So it's kind of like a mixture of the two. I think people are so confused. They don't know what to think. So they either they're like, all right, well, um, I'm going to just believe this or I'm going to go take a bunch of drugs in the desert or I just don't care about it. You just take one extreme perception of it. Mm-hmm. I also think that a lot of people are interested in it either like ironically, they think it's funny that some people are so into it or that's true. Like, especially, like, I know so many people that watch Ancient Aliens just because it's funny, it's comical, the CGI in it is hilarious. Oh, it's fantastic. But they really don't care about ufology or anything like that. Well, Ancient Aliens is its own, like, it's its own thing. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that, you know, see, when I, when I was first watching that with you, I kind of said it, because I've watched, I know a lot of people that are on Ancient Aliens, mm-hmm. but when I first asked to watch it with you or asked if you'd watch it with me, I, I was kind of joking. I didn't think you'd actually want to watch it. Right. I and think it's funny. Then you told me, you said, you know, a bunch of people who don't even like UFOs or mm-hmm. aliens that just watch it because it's funny. Yeah. I don't know why it's funny. It didn't start out as funny, <laughs> but it's, it's become funny over the years. Mm-hmm. It's the CGI, I think. <laughs> but like, I think also like things like that show and then also 
like the Area 51, like storming it, that spread through social media, and it's just what you what you're shown, and like it comes up on everybody's like recommended page on Netflix. So it's just I think it's a lot of the algorithm, and it's just been put into people's minds that they're never really going to release any information about that kind of thing. So I think it could be a way to waste people's time in a way yep. along with like the festival scene and flower power movement. Cause I've had like crises at festivals and being like, this is a huge waste of time. We're all gathered here to do nothing. We are creating so much garbage and disruption of the environment while we're doing this. So that's kind of deterred me from that scene. Isn't that weird? We watched, I think you and I watched, we watched two episodes of King of the Hill. Remember that? Mm. Watch the co-op one yeah. where Hank works at a co-op. And then we watched the one where him and his friends and he takes his son Bobby out to the woods to camp. Yeah, and the hippies in the woods. All the hippies come in, right? And they're all about the environment and love and all that. But then they just leave this mess, just all mm. this trash. And they siphon all well, the resources yeah. off from That's the That's exactly state. what happened at Woodstock, which is like the biggest. Everybody knows about Woodstock and just the amount of garbage and debris and just trash that was left and that happens at every single event i guess there are some that are better than others but it's so hypocritical and that really bothered me about that scene was that everybody was so so about the environment and no oh, peace and love but then like nobody cares everybody's just in their own head on drugs not caring about <laughs> right. what they're doing or anything else so well see i like coming out to rachel for lots of reasons for the lore it's also in the middle of the desert. I enjoy that. And I know that here in Rachel and other places around the area, people make their money from that. They make their money from the history of it. And I like to come out. I'm, I'm probably going to get some souvenirs. I always get souvenirs when I come out here. Little Area 51 license plate or just something. You mm-hmm. know, I got to get something. And to me, that's fun. Um, I've found in my own experience doing radio over these years that when you ask questions that are, they're not necessarily unique or different, but when you ask questions that are uncomfortable to either polar side, it ostracizes you and it excommunicates you from both sides. So you end up in this limbo. And that's where I found myself personally. I found myself in a limbo because I don't disagree with uh, people wanting to know about history or wanting to know about Roswell or wanting to know about so-called alien abductions or cattle mutilations or even human mutilations. We talked about the Cunningham Lovett story, Grudge Report 13 out at White Sands in New Mexico. Uh, That's even on the History Channel's website, that story of the guy having his anus cored out, which sounds very painful. Um, uh, And that that, like flying disc that picked him up with the arm, according to the the, uh, report from the military. But then you have... The, you have like the opposite of that where people, they want to prove those things wrong. I guess they call them professional skeptics. I don't know. People call themselves skeptics. You just, your job is to try to prove things wrong. That's very biased. It's just as biased as the people that want to believe so much that they'll believe anything. So I guess if you try to think in a way that is balanced, you just leave yourself in limbo. I don't know. That's where I find myself because I like this community but I don't buy 50% of it. It's hype. It's exaggeration. It's a game. It's entertainment. Like the East Seti Ranch that I got kicked out of and asked not to come back. It's just hype and entertainment. What story was that? I got, I got booted out of there too. <laughs> Most people listening, they know the East Seti Ranch. They know James Gilland. 
he was very nice to me. I had a good experience there. Um, I went with some people. I won't name any names, but I went with, there were several people there who I knew. And uh, afterwards, I just said, this guy was sitting out here talking about how when the alien ships come over, his leg starts twitching and moving, and that means that the Pleiadians are communicating with him, literally. And I said, that sounds like nonsense. And <laughs> I said that on radio. And then I remember that same night, people... And there's like legitimate people out there who are sky watchers and they love the stars and they, they're looking for UFOs and like, no, that's a satellite going across the sky. And they can, like, that's cool. But then there, there were people out there who are like, oh my God, it's a UFO. It's huge. And they, they were not being facetious. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, where? And I'm looking <laughs> around and this guy's pointing over, he's like, it's by the tree line. This guy's freaking out. You know, he's watched a lot of ancient aliens. <laughs> and it's the moon, which granted, yes, the Soviet scientists in the 1970s suggested the moon could be a giant spaceship. However, this was not an unidentified flying object. This was the moon coming over the trees, and this guy was like losing it, thinking it was an alien spaceship. So that's the problem I have, trying to balance between that, you know, and then the people that don't believe anything's possible, which is I might be more asinine than the people who think everything's an alien spaceship. So that doesn't make, that doesn't make money. It doesn't get you on TV. It won't get you on radio. It won't really get you any publicity. Everybody hates you. But I feel like that's the most um, professional and the most balanced way to approach things. Well, and that's typically the approach you take with a lot of things. You always try and be objective and find middle ground with a lot of subjects. So it's lonely. I'm not surprised that you found yourself <laughs> in this position. No, it's a lonely. Or yet another community. Both sides hate you. They do hate me. <laughs> individuals like me, I guess some people hate me. I don't, I don't really want to be that person, but I also find it uh, abhorrent that people will exploit. Um, let's, let's put it this way. I don't like it when people will exploit history or exploit information and take it out of context to make money or to write a book or to sell somebody an idea. And there's just too many people with massive lumbering egos and they don't really care about anything except being right or being loved and adorned. And I don't care if you're a celebrity in Hollywood or you're a celebrity at a big alien conference. I don't like that. I'm well known for not liking that, I guess. <laughs> but people still like me, I suppose. People still like the secret teachings. That's what you're listening to right now. The secret teachings radio, a one-hour broadcast tonight. Tonight is our, what, fifth travel log? Yeah, I think it's the fifth one. The fifth travel log, Monday, May 10, 2021. Uh, we'll have more travel logs as we continue until we get back to the East Coast, which I'm dreading. I'm dreading. I don't want to go back to the I East know, Coast. I know. As soon as we left Arizona, the motivation, it just crashed completely on both ends. <laughs> I really want to just go back there, put money down on an apartment and move in. And Back to Arizona? The only reason I want to go back to New York other than my son is I want to get my stuff. Right. <laughs> Just get out of there. I can't stand it in New York. I don't like New This isn't an anti-New York show. But we're on the road. And we're moving back in that direction. And I'm sad about it. I know. So we're, we're, we're broadcasting from around the country tonight. We're broadcasting from Rachel, Nevada, out in the middle of nowhere. The home of Area 51 and the home of that storming area 51 event back in like 2019 i remember i called that out i remember calling that out and heather wade got upset other people got upset why can't you just have fun with it what if she goes in there and gets the aliens 
And I'm like, what do you mean? She's, she's not going to go in there and get the aliens. Like, <laughs> what aliens? You can have fun with it, but like, no. She's, if you genuinely believe that, like, no, no, no. Is she still on radio? Can anybody clarify? I can't listen to that woman. Is she still on radio? Please email me and let me know. I can't. I don't even have the, the strength to go fi- try to find her online. But if I'm she, sure Karen would do some digging if you asked her. She might. She might do some <laughs> digging for me. I remember uh, uh, at that time Heather Wade said some crap like, or maybe it wasn't. I think it was Heather Wade that started it. But then the whole movement. Maybe you heard this too. The whole movement was like, "Show me the aliens" or "Show me them aliens." That was like the tagline. I, that is, to me, that is so stupid. Even if it's for fun, show me the what aliens. What are you talking about? Do you know the history of any of this? Do you know that they supposedly took debris to like four or five other military bases? Why are you concerned with this one? That's why I think it's been a psychological operation for decades. Yes, they tested the SR-71. They tested various stealth bombers, various new types of technologies during the Cold War. That doesn't mean there's an alien spaceship 100 or 200 miles from where I'm setting just because they tested military stuff here. And then people get upset at you. Yeah, but there's a, I don't show me some aliens. Show me the aliens, <laughs> <laughs> you know, show me some, show me, show me some evidence and proof. I just get tired of it. I get really upset about it. I see that. You don't have to hear. I don't really complain off air about aliens as much no, to you. More so just New York's political policies and. Well, yeah, I mean, I hate New York. So the, the, the aliens are taking over the world. That's more. That's, yeah, you do complain about aliens. I, I you know what I do? I do. You want to tell people how I complain about aliens? You hear it a lot. I do. That the the elites made deals with the aliens. This is your theory. The elites made a deal with the aliens. And to save themselves, they sacrificed their wives and their children. No, that's and the everybody. X-Files. Is that the X-Files? <laughs> that's not X-Files. No. no, that's the X-Files. No, my, my theory is that they've been working black magic for, for centuries and that there are powerful people who have made deals with things probably subconsciously within themselves, but what we call demons and what we call evil. And now they're using that power to, to subvert the rule of nature and the rule of God and demand that all humans bow down to them in servitude. That's, that's my theory. <laughs> because I can't think of any other thing that would explain the types of things that are happening. Well, especially the towers that we've been seeing. All the, the cell towers? Yeah. Like, why, why disguise them? <laughs> oh, yeah, we've seen so many of these cell towers disguised as pine trees, cacti, palm trees. Palm trees. Yeah, different. And then They're some... brown in the desert to blend in with the sand or the dirt. Yeah, like, I'm supposed to just be driving, and you're like, hey, look, there's a tower. And I'm like, where? You're like, it's brown. I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't see it. <laughs> you know, like, I didn't notice the, the, the 300-foot, quote-unquote, palm tree towering over the shopping center we went to get groceries the other day i didn't notice that giant alien beacon you know they look alien to me they do and people complain about windmills sullying the landscape like what about these towers that are going up everywhere windmills don't give you faster internet speeds you can't download your porn and your netflix as fast how how much faster do you need How, how quick do you need your internet to be really instant Instant? Instant. Try Ryan. fiber optics. Fiber optics should work. Like if I try to type something into the internet, I can get, you know, on my crappy internet back in the crappy place that I live in New York. It's quick. It's in, in, in wired or wireless. It's very fast. And I have the crappiest internet you can get for like $20 a month. 
how much faster do these people need their internet to be? Are Netflix streams still buffering? I think so. And I, it goes on, like, it's such a psychological and physiological, like, ex- not experiment, but they're playing on that and that people, they figured out that we respond to instant gratification and that's that we, true. We're driven by that. And if you have to wait half a second for a photo to load, it's an inconvenient thing for you. And they've just abused that and exploited that to make us buy into this new wireless technology that's going on and promising us faster buffering and faster downloads and whatever. So no, you're, I think you're, I think you're very, very, very on point as the kids say. I think I think that's exactly what it is. I think that's a large percentage of what it is. I think people's desire for instant gratification has been exploited, and I think it's been preyed upon. But I also think that a lot of it's kind of natural because I feel like some of the people that are in those industries are working on those technologies because that's what they also believe. And they think, well, hell, yeah, sure, I'll build that for you. You know, I don't like having to wait for my Hulu to buffer. Sure, we'll build this system for you. And it just kind of all comes, it reminds me of some compartmentalized program like the Manhattan Project or something like that that movie Contact where they the aliens send like the part, the different, the schematics to build this machine in different parts. And I feel like that's kind of what people like Elon Musk are doing and people like Ray Kurzweil at Google and Zuckerberg, who I'm pretty sure is a robot, uh, and some of these other big tech people, I feel like they're working together but separately on new and different kinds of technologies. And then they just, you just kind of put the pieces together and it's like, oh, they literally built a prison planet and they literally built an alien habitat and they're literally attempting to exterminate under various different methods the human population and merge the remainder with machines. I don't know, but that's what it sounds like and looks like to me. Maybe I've, I don't watch a lot of TV, so I can't say I've been watching too much TV. You can confirm that, I think. I don't watch much TV. Just the Food Network. I do like the Food Network. <laughs> I like to cook. I like the Food Network. Uh, if you'd like to email the show tonight, rdgable at yahoo.com, r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com. Our website is www.thesecretteachings.info, facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings is our social media page, the only social media page. I'm Ryan Gable, your host. I'm here tonight with my best friend and fiance, Hope. We are traveling across the United States of America. We've received probably two dozen or more really solid, welcoming emails. Uh, three or four people have asked if we'd like to stay with them or offered us a place to stay, uh, wanted to take us out to dinner. Unfortunately, most of those emails I'm getting after we've already driven past those locations but we have some people up in the pacific northwest that would like to to uh to meet i don't i don't feel like i'm the kind of person who can really meet you know i don't feel like people want to meet me and go out to eat with me i'm just a guy it feels weird to me you don't like the celebrity aspect i don't like the fanfare (laughs) i'm not a fan don't yeah i don't like fanfare you're just a person they're just a person they just want to talk to you they do just i know they want to talk to me confirm that you're not an alien you know am i an alien can you confirm i'm not an alien i can confirm but some people still believe that you're not a person so that's true what about you though does this got to feel weird for you doesn't it people want to meet you with me yeah that has been strange like people mentioning me as well as you. 
Well, we've been getting a lot of congratulations on the on the engagement, mm-hmm. but people have also just wanted to meet you because you're with me. That's got it. Does that not feel weird to you? It does, and that was one of the first things I said when I first started doing radio with you. Was I was like, it's weird to have people know me and hear my voice and listen to what I have to say. I don't really like that, but I've grown a little bit more comfortable with it and having people like I'm really so grateful that people are wanting to us like wanting to meet us and wanting to talk with us and hear what we have to say and stay with or let us stay with them so we, thank we, you we, to everybody who's offered that yeah I sincerely appreciate everybody who's emailed us and I, I did a shout out on I think it was the last second to last travel log we did travel log three I did a big shout out to everybody I've had some a lot of people email us since then but uh, I, I was thinking that you actually have a, an interesting story and I'd like to get your take on the story uh, about when we traveled through Arizona, northern Arizona, we went to Sedona. Now, I'm asking you this because you, I, I didn't know this until like an hour before the show today, where you were telling me that people at the festivals you would attend were into or they knew about and they were kind of taking the theme of storming Area 51 into the festivals, into the rave scene. I didn't really know a lot about that. Oh, yeah. That. No, it was huge. Because it was my theory that storming area 51 was going to turn into a, a desert rave with drugs. And that's basically, I think what it turned into for a lot of people, but you, we went to Sedona. And so the rave scene, the festival scene, the UFO scene, the storm area 51, like Naruto scene, all that has just been kind of like put into a giant pot and it's been stirred. And then we can also add other things to that pot, like the new age community and that community has so many different branches. I'm, I'm really uncertain where I should start, but Sedona is a wonderful place to begin, I think. I personally like the Red Rocks. Mm-hmm. Okay, I love the Red Rocks. They're beautiful, I thought. Did you like the Red Rocks? Yeah, they were beautiful. And when we first were driving through that, like I knew of Sedona, like I had heard the name, but I didn't realize that it was really this hub for the New Age community. And we got... Was it lunch? Yeah, we got lunch. Yeah, we got lunch. The restaurant, um, Chocola Tree. And, well, first of all, I I went in because I, we weren't sure because usually the New Age community tends to lean very left. We didn't know what the mask situation was going to be. So I was very pleasantly surprised when I saw on the door that said, if you're healthy and you don't mind social distancing, you can come on in. So that, And you know what? Clap your hands. <laughs> so that was cool. I, I like that, but... As soon as I walked in, oh my God. It wasn't wasn't what you thought it was going to be, is it? Was it? Well, it was, but I didn't expect it to be like that apparent, I guess. Like I walk in and there's like these people in front of me. and no, Nobody's wearing masks really, no, right? No, 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 which was pleasant. I enjoyed that. But just like the Buddha by the door and all of the art on the walls. And I walk in and there's these people and he's like, this one guy, he's like, I'm going to sell these to people and it's going to charge the vibrations of their water. And it's like a ring charging vibration or something. It, it was a ring and it looked like a baby toy that had like water in it and you like freeze it. And, they and then, it, yeah, it's like a teething thing. Like that's yeah. exactly what it looked like. And he was like, I he put it on his head and the girl next to his head. And wait, he put it on his head. I don't remember oh, you yeah, telling yeah, me yeah. that. Yeah. They put them on their head and they were just standing there and they're like, now anybody in our auric field is going to feel the elevation of the water as 
Did you feel it? No, I didn't. <laughs> Were you in, but you must not have been in I, the work field. I wasn't within the work field, but they were, I mean, they were lovely people. They were very polite. They apologized because we had ordered ahead and I was in there for probably half an hour. I was getting worried. I did not. <laughs> I had so many theories on what was happening to you in there. And like, I, I enjoy being around that community. I think it's, it's funny. Like I, not funny. Like I don't buy, like I buy into it. Like I understand that water has memory and water has energetic properties, but absolutely but I'm not about to like carry around a baby toy that you freeze <laughs> for them to then chew on and te- for teething and claim that it's raising my vibrations or whatever. No, that's, those are the people that tape bananas to walls and call it art. You know, I have a lot of those baby, Fox has a lot of those baby toys. Maybe we should start gluing them to water tanks. We could start a business. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> start gl- gluing them to water tanks and raising the, what did they say? Raising the vibration or raising the energy vibration or what was the combination of words? I don't know exactly what the combination. I wish I had my phone on me and I recorded the conversation because it was gold. I'm sure it was It sounded like gold when I walked out of, or when you walked out of there and you started telling me you were on fire, yeah. you were just very, very excited to share with me what happened in the restaurant. So that's something that you pointed this out, but we were talking about this when we left Sedona and we were driving up that very windy road to go mm-hmm. North to the grand Canyon and it's weird that there's a political angle to all of this, too. Because every time there's a presidential election, like when Trump and Hillary faced off, one of the things that the Democratic supporters wanted was Hillary Clinton to release all this UFO information. And that's always been a thing back to Bill Clinton and before that. The Democrat supporters are always big into UFOs. Now, when Trump was president, he was asked several times about Area 51 and stuff like that. And I think uh, Trump Jr. was asked about the same thing. And I don't think they even knew what they were talking about because they said something about Roswell and some some other place that had nothing to do with what they were being asked. But for some reason, people that are leaning into the blue are more interested, it seems like, in aliens and UFOs. So then... If you follow that from politics to like aliens and UFOs, then you typically find that it's people that lean into the blue who are more into the new age community. Like if you see someone who's got crystals and they've got, you know, crowns or they talk about themselves as a goddess warrior princess, you know, of the 13th dimension, those people usually vote blue. But at some point they go so far that they're not, political and they i guess right, they ascend yes. the politics of it yes the politics it's too much negativity yes, to absorb yes. and they can't be surrounded by that so they just pretend it doesn't exist and that's kind of what i experienced with the restaurant that we went to because you were expecting it to be a nightmare and you thought that i was fighting with them and whatever but i no. thought they were holding you down calling the cops there's no room for dispute and argument ryan in the new age community (laughs) it's all love and light man that's that's see that's what i'm i'm thinking it's it's basically it's a loop because you go so far into that and you even at some point transcend the idea of like living in a commune and sharing things and you get to a point where it's like almost you're almost conservative again where it's like well i'll just respect my stuff and i'll respect your stuff and then like you can respect my stuff and you respect your stuff, man. And then it'll be cool. And then that's like much more like libertarian conservative. Like you take care right, of your yeah. stuff. I'll take care of my stuff. If you want it, you need something. Let me know. Yeah, I'll help but you wait, out. We can trade. I'll help you. But 
I don't know why that's, it's but just nothing's so weird. for free. There's always got to be that exchange of energy back, man. You know, <laughs> you got to create the energy loop. That's, that's to me, it's like, so you've got like people that lean left politically, they want UFOs and then they go so far into Reiki and they go so far they're into like, like rife machines that they transcend the politics. They're friends with the aliens. They're friends they with know the they're aliens. on a first name basis with the aliens. <laughs> and then they end up conservative again. It's just like a loop. And then you end up at some point, if, if you don't, if you don't end up totally, uh, you know, I guess if you don't end up totally absorbed by those communities, you end up, you know, in a whole nother world, just disconnected from all of it, strung out on drugs. So it's very, it's, it's a very fine line between all of these different niche communities and ideologies. I don't know what to think about any of it. All I know is I don't fit into any of it. <laughs> But I'm interested in what they're interested in, which is confusing to the people who don't like those communities because I also disagree with them. I don't think that it's insane to think that water has a memory or that water can be charged or that water is even good for you or that I should purify my water. Of course, I'm going to purify my water. You know, so many different components to it. I, I, you and I were talking about how those different like communities are merged and like the the overlapping of them. I just think it's really interesting. I think it's just a great show topic. There is so much overlap too, but then they're so separate. Like yes, the, they're so they, separate. Like they overlap, but then it's very distinct, the different groups where there's like the New Age crystal people, but then there's like the rave scene people and the rave scene people don't care what they put in their body, but the crystal people, their body's <laughs> the a temple. <laughs> <laughs> and But like they all... There is over. It's it's very strange. It's very bizarre, and it's really fun to observe right. and just watch. And oh, it's very fun to observe and watch. That's why I like to go into conferences. And I I also it's also weird because when you look at things like Area Fifty One, since it's a military base, and since there's a lot of uh, incredible history about Area Fifty One, a lot about you know what's documented and what's been declassified or what's been acknowledged, because the base wasn't acknowledged until like 2012, 2013, around that time. Uh, and, and then it didn't really become popular that it was well known that it was acknowledged to exist until a couple of years later. And then you have people that just believe in the lore of it and they're not so concerned about the spy planes that were tested or the stealth technology or now just in the last couple of years, the F-35s, you haven't seen one yet, but they'll fly over and they'll turn invisible when they're flying mm -hmm. because they bend light with these little devices they have underneath of the plane. And that's like newer technology that's acknowledged that they'll fly openly out here in the desert. So what I'm getting at is that there's then another divide because you have people that love to come out to places like this because they're interested in storming Area 51 and they tend to lean into the blue and into the new age. And then you have people that like it because they're into engineering and they're into planes they're into the war, they're into military stuff, and they tend to be more on the right side. It's a very, very bizarre combination of people that come together. I think we're the aliens. I think if aliens were watching this, they'd be very entertained. Trying to figure out exact, trying to classify humans, putting humans in test tubes and labeling it new age and, <laughs> you know, crystal people. and Yeah, they're beaming us up to you know, see which category we fit into. I think that might be it. I think we might've figured out the alien abduction scenario tonight. They're trying to figure out what humans believe and why they believe those things. Why how you, they can believe so many different things at the same time that are contradictory exactly. on, on occasion. 
What do you think about the, the subject of aliens in the few minutes we have left here? What do you know about that? What do you know about UFOs, Roswell, the whole lore of it? I honestly am one of those people that just watched Ancient Aliens because I thought it was funny. Like, I really don't know much about the lore. So, Do you know anything about Roswell? I've heard what you've told me about Roswell, but you tell me a lot of things. I and do. And not a lot of them stick. You tell me so many stories. So That's okay. You can acknowledge that on, on, on radio in front of everybody. It's good to acknowledge that, be honest. Yeah. But what, okay, so what you don't know, what about Area 51? I know that in pineapple express that's where they <laughs> they tested the the pineapple express weed yeah is the that beginning what they in the movie yeah but well, we got out here last night and there was i've never been here where there's been a storm storm yeah and it was that it, was wild it, it was so bizarre some guy was like it looks like a, a nuclear bomb detonated over the mountain and that's With where the dust. that's where the base is over the mountain oh, okay and it, i don't know if i pointed we couldn't see it last night because right. the clouds but it looked like something was like erupting from the base and then the it was windy and cloudy and it was like kind of raining kind of not raining it looked like mm-hmm. there was going to be a tornado yeah there was a rainbow the clouds turned pink with the sunset <laughs> like it was yes. it was bizarre even the rachel people were like wow it's a crazy storm coming through. Yeah. Now, when the Rachel people say that, then you know something's going on. Right. The last time I stayed here, it sounded like a car hit my trailer out here. And then I went outside and there were jets flying over. There was like a shock wave. You could hear bombs going off or something. They were testing something. And even the Rachel people came out and were like, yeah, that's not normal. <laughs> <laughs> so when they know it's not normal, something's going on. I want to read you something. For those of you who have never... Maybe you're like Hope and you just watched Ancient Aliens for fun. I'm just a noob, yeah. She's a noob. <laughs> no, I think, no, you know a lot more than you, than you, than you let, off, let on. You know a lot more, I think. Because you have your own opinion. You can think for yourself. When you can think for yourself, it doesn't matter about dates and, you know, events and people. It matters like the topic and whether it, it makes sense or not. You yeah, know? like I definitely think it's naive and idiotic to think that there's nothing out there, that we are the only soul beings like no no i wonder let me ask you this do you think it's weird when you think about all these alien spaceships crashing how are they so advanced but they're crashing all the time that's true that's fair maybe so advanced that they haven't perfected the flight in our atmosphere if they're flying out in space and on other planets there's a the theory. atmospheres are different. So then when they come into Earth's atmosphere, gravity or whatever, if you believe in gravity. <laughs> Some people don't believe in gravity. All right. Like that could affect their flight and that's why they're crashing. That's true. Maybe that's part or, of it. Or it's an experiment to see how we react to their crashing. They're crashing them intentionally to pique our interest even more. That's like that's like the kinds of questions and, and, and theories that the, the people on acid and doing mushrooms have when they think about aliens, probably. Exactly, you sound like yeah. an expert. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that that's probably... Those are the new ideas that need to be introduced into the ufology community. I don't care if they make sense immediately, but we need new ideas. I am personally tired of hearing about Roswell, and I'm personally tired of hearing about the same exact story over and over and over and over and over again and not being allowed to question the narrative. Because whether or not it seems like it on the surface, in ufology and in other similar communities and areas of of interest and thought, hope, there are narratives that are preserved in the same way that you have conservative ideology preserved on Fox News or liberal ideology preserved on CNN. 
political ideologies that you can't question or religious ideologies you can't question a Christian's belief or a Jew's belief or a Muslim's belief. Obviously, some conservatives, some liberals, some Christians, some Jews, some Muslims, a lot of them have open minds and can listen to other people. But the real hardcore zealots, you have that same hardcore zealot attitude in the New Age community, the crystal community, you have it in ufology, you have it in the, the rave scene, I imagine. You have it in all of these scenes that are supposed to be so open-minded and so loving and so light-bound. But really, they're just the sa- it's the same ego mm-hmm. interested yeah, in something else. That's what gets me is that you boast of oh, this open-mindedness and, oh, any, everybody's welcome. But in the end, it's only if you share my exact same ideology. You can't have any sort of debate or conflicting thought, like any opposing viewpoint, even if it's just an innocent question. It's like, well, why do you believe that or whatever? Right. Like, explain it to me. And they don't like that. No, they don't like Nobody it. likes that. Nobody with an ego likes to have to explain themselves. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes that or have to try to uh, try to figure out what they believe and why they actually believe it. So they just use terms and buzzwords and rhetoric. That's why it's, it's hard to argue with someone who has rhetoric because the person who has rhetoric is confident in the rhetoric. And for someone who's like, well, I can kind of see your point, but let's look at it this way. Like you just proposed two new ideas about UFOs. That's kind of like War of the Worlds, which I know you've never seen. In War of the Worlds, the aliens, they die because they're exposed to our atmosphere. They've got these incredible machines and mm-hmm. they're blowing people apart with lasers and they're like terraforming the planet. But I guess the alien, I've always thought, did the aliens not like, did the environment change from when they planted those machines in the ground millions of years ago or like what happened? Did they not do a, like a, an experiment with the atmosphere to see if they could survive in it? They have all this technology. They've been watching humans, you know, that since the early days of the 20th century, but they never tested the environment to see if they could live in it. They never tested the water supply. You know, I'm questioning war of the worlds. We need to question those anything and everything. But I will, I will say one thing that's very interesting quickly, July 7, 1947, the infamous Roswell event, which I took place over several days in different towns. A lot of people don't know that there were debris over various parts of, of New Mexico. Uh, there's a declassified document from a day later, J- July 8th, 1947. And it's a memorandum that was released uh, and declassified by the military. And it reported on discs carrying crews. This is a day after Roswell. Discs carrying crews. And it had eight points that were listed in the document from the military. Now, at the time, Roswell was a disc, and then it wasn't a disc, and then there's a lot of confusion about that. This document from the military specifically says that these beings are not incarnate Earth people. They come from their own world, and they don't come from any planet as per how we use and define the word planet. They come from an etheric planet which interpenetrates with our own and is not perceptible to us. That document is declassified. It's in my book, The Technological Elixir. Other people have uh, talked about it in part, but it's not really big in the UFO community. Um, Other people like Leo Zagami and Clyde Lewis have talked about it. And it also confirms the theory that when nuclear bombs were first detonated and tested, it opened a portal to another dimension, and these things started pouring in. All these UFO sightings started happening. And this document from the military actually shows that that might, that might actually be the case. So that's something that I think is just, just for some reason it's not talked about. But we, we'll talk about Roswell all day, every day. We've got like 60 seconds. Any last thoughts? 
No, I'd like to hear more about the ufology community. You'd like to hear more? Yeah, I would. Do, do, maybe we'll do another UFO show. Maybe we'll do a show on our travels. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teaching. Still traveling. Monday, May 10th, 2021. Hope, thanks for joining me on the show again. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I think you're getting more confident as you go really? on. Yeah. You're more confident when you started than when I, when I first started radio. I was talking like this and I had no <laughs> voice and I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what I was doing. Maybe I'll be confident enough to host the show sometime. Maybe you can interview me. Ooh, Could you interview me? I think so. www.thesecretteachings.info. Stay safe, stay informed. Stay healthy. We'll talk to you in the next broadcast. <laughs>